are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. I am Miss Shannon. This is one of my favorite parts of the week because I not only am helping myself, I feel like we are helping all of our My Talkers out there because so many of our listeners, we know they get busy. There's things they want to know and they don't ever have a chance to really look at it because time just flies. So we have a rotating panel of experts that come in and impart such amazing knowledge. And of course, whenever we have some health-related or women's wellness-related information that's going to be imparted our good friend dr amy johnson grass from health foundations birth center and women's health clinics hello dr amy good morning i am so happy that you're here and you brought our friend sarah right yes hi sarah good morning sarah is a lactation consultant with our practice health foundations she is extraordinary and we're going to be talking lots about lactation and breastfeeding today and i think it's interesting because we are talking so broad about it because as we were having the conversation about lactation and breastfeeding before we started the mom show today there's there's a lot more in that world than we like so many topics we talk about there's a lot more in that world than what we would initially go oh it's only this Either you're good at it or you're not. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I think it's another one of those things that isn't generationally passed down. Right. Or, you know, how my mom was learned breastfeeding or not breastfeeding or she was part of that formula age. You know, so she has a whole different experience that she had with me. So even passing that down generationally, I think, is really difficult for families But then, too, I think, you know, not only that knowledge of friends and family, there's so like so much else we talk about on the show. There's so much misinformation out there and things that women Google to try and find the answer. Um, And there's that third component of just lack of support. Right. Because it does seem like this is one of those subject matters that you only hear about it when there's some sort of salacious story. Did you do it in public? Do you not do it in public? Should I be able to do it here? Should I, you know, how should there be some sort of drama around it? So, again, it's another thing that is part of the process of family that could be a positive, but we've only attract all these negative associations with it. Oh, sure. And Mm -hmm. I think, too, for women, you know, we look and we try and always be doing our best for our kids. And, you know, we talk about this a lot that everybody thinks, you know, breastfeeding is natural. Mm -hmm. And the fact that our bodies does it. Yes. But breastfeeding doesn't always come naturally. Right. And that's the part where you really need support. And so I think, you know, having those good resources, um, knowing what classes can be really helpful in pregnancy. So you have a little bit of that preview um, and knowing who to turn to if you're having some difficulties, because there's some maker. I always call it their make or break it. OK. Points kind of postpartum that um, you sometimes if you're really struggling or not knowing what to do or you really need to find that person or that group or those resources to help you at those points, because then I think otherwise moms kind of fall off. What do you think, Sarah? I find that breastfeeding is learned best eye to eye. So um, person to person and when we come against those challenges that um, having support and having a community around you that you can 
bounce ideas off of and um, also know where you can find some support when it's gone past uh, just that that neighborhood support group. Well, Sarah, when you are going through your journey of what kind of specialist am I going to be? How do you fall into the I am a lactation consultant? <clears throat> I, you, you want to know how I personally came into becoming sure. a lactation mm-hmm. consultant? I um I had a really challenging first birth. My first daughter was born premature, um, and I had a lactation consultant in a local hospital here meet me in the hallway one day and say, you'd be a really great peer counselor, and that's what I did. Oh. So I did per- peer counseling and um, worked with the Lecha League for almost a decade before I became an IBCLC, and um, it's just really blossomed from there. I'm super passionate about it. Thank you for sharing that. And Dr. Amy, I think this goes back to a lot of things that you do at Health Foundation is going, it's okay to ask these questions. You're not automatically supposed to know so much of this information. Oh my goodness, yes. And sometimes, like I said, women sometimes come in knowing the questions that they have to ask. Sometimes women just come in thinking something's not going right and I'm not quite sure what's going on. Help. Okay. And that's great. We want women to walk in the door with those, just even not knowing where they're at, but knowing something isn't quite right. Well, if you have a question and you think you have the best way to articulate it, we encourage you to be part of the Mom Show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And Dr. Amy, how do you want to start the conversation about lactation and breastfeeding today? So we, the topic that we're going to be talking about today is breastfeeding through the holidays. Okay. Because oftentimes that's a busy time. Time, stressful time and so um, we brought Sarah in because she has some great ideas and things to be thinking about and the most common questions that kind of come up about breastfeeding through the holidays and how to make that successful and kind of myth busters honestly okay. so I don't know we thought about maybe starting with just talking about traveling in general and what that looks like right so this time of year you may be doing a lot of car traveling um, whether your baby is a newborn or a toddler that can can be a challenge and it's different for each baby um, car personalities can really differ from you know your day-to-day <laughs> <routine> <laughs> right? personalities and um, I think we spend a lot more time in the car uh, these days than maybe we have in in years past um, my mom doesn't talk about car parenting like I do um, <laughs> right but you know with a breastfeeding baby that can be either a real challenge or it can really Really be freeing. Um, part of it is is that you've always got food with you. You don't have to worry about packing it. Right. Um, but if you're a pumping mom, you know, uh, figuring out how to make that work is is a different and a new kind of challenge. And we have all kinds of technology that can help us out with that. You can now bring your pump in the car. Oh my um, goodness! There's battery operated pumps. There's pumps that plug into, you know, <laughs> the uh, power outlet in your car. That would be a and very productive commute. But I I, <laughs> I used to do that. Yeah, I, I used could, to pump in the car on my it, way. <laughs> and you might as well, I guess. But it also doesn't it feel like? Did you feel like very empowered and efficient, Doctor Amy, when you were like, I am doing this in traffic. Look at me. <laughs> I felt very efficient. Very, I can, I can see that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, sometimes there's we set aside all of these. So we generally have busy schedules, right? right? And I know that helped me optimize and feel less stressed about pumping or making sure I had enough milk. Because, right, when you're pumping or breastfeeding or just thinking about feeding your baby in general, when, at least when I was pumping, there was always this milk stress and a little bit of a way to think, okay, I'm going to pump at these times every day. 
make sure I have enough milk, and then I'm going to get that milk to baby, and I'm going to label it in these storage bags and put it in this refrigerator for now and this freezer for later. I mean, there's lots of thought that Can goes into it. Can we back up a little bit about <laughs> the scheduling? Like, because I'll be honest with you, I was not a breastfeeding mom. You know, I was a I was a formula mom, and I think that some of my friends who are just getting, like my younger sister, who's in the planning stages of her family, maybe don't understand how you help make those decisions and that like all the scheduling that you're talking about sounds very complex to me well i think it's another part of your day okay right and so early on and um when you're breastfeeding with babies um we talk about breastfeeding on demand so right when baby needs to nurse yes otherwise you know kind of a general rule is every two to three hours in the beginning and then that looks different for every baby as they get a little bit older and they've started gaining weight but when you're pumping, um, and we'll have Sarah talk a little bit about this, but when you're pumping, you have to pump so many hours after so many hours in a day. Okay. So you mean that... So I would pump um, every four hours. Okay. So I'm like, so enough, a certain amount of time period is an optimum amount of time that passes for you to pump. Yep. And so okay. for me, I pumped every four hours when I was away or when I was working or traveling or whatever. Um, and... Then you put it in these storage bags. Okay. And I, you label them so you yes. know the days and stuff. And then for me, I'd either keep it in the fridge if I knew it was going to get used right away, or you put it in the freezer so you can use it later. Okay. But, you know, I don't know. What was your experience? I teach about the magic number. And so uh, I actually have written a worksheet, and that's part of what we do in our Pump Talk class, is is discuss what's your magic number, because it's going to yes. be different for every person. And if you've got the formula, you can use that math to help you figure things out as things change in your life as well. Okay, so what, because I think we have time to get into that a little bit before we go to our first break. So, Sarah, when you are helping people with that worksheet, what kind of information is included in that magic number formula? So I have them spend spend about two or three days writing down how often one breast is drained. Mm -hmm. And then we take that and we add it up. And because most um, women are double pumping, Mm -hmm. so they're pumping both breasts at the same time, we factor that in. And then we, um, you know, uh, spend some time with them experimenting with how much milk they're getting out with the pump and how efficient they can be. And so then we can put that all into the master formula. (laughs) And we we can figure out how often um, they need to pump. And honestly, what happens is is once we get that bottom, that baseline, and you get to know your body better and how you react to the pump, then you can kind of go into it more by feel. But a lot of families really find that having that that baseline, uh, you know, mathematics formula can really help them out. Because is it basically, okay, if I go this long, I'm uncomfortable and I'm leaking. If I go too quickly, there's not enough milk produced that it's worth your time or... It's not as simple as that. Okay. But yeah, um, we're, we're usually looking at not short-term separations. So if it's short-term separations and you're feeling like you're getting really full and you're leaking, yeah, sure, that's a good time to go ahead and pump. But if you're planning for separation, like you're going back to school, you're going back to work, things like that, um, then using this formula can really help you figure out how often to try and plan for your breaks um, so that you can work with your employer. Um, so for me, I knew every four hours and my magic number was 12 minutes. Okay. So if I pumped more than 12 minutes, I would not get any more milk. Fair enough. But if I pumped for 12, I knew that that, or literally, and that was my magic number. (laughs) But you know, friends, some of my friends were like, okay, I have to pump every three hours for 20 minutes. Okay. Or, you know, and so it can be really varying what Sarah's saying individually. Um, so you get to know your body. I mean, it's not stressful. I think, I think after a time you just get to know you and your baby and your body a little bit better and get into that rhythm. But I think that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And so 
to be able to have that and have a worksheet to go through is super helpful. Well, we are covering breastfeeding through the holidays and talking about lactation and breastfeeding in general, courtesy of our friends from Health Foundation's Birth Centers and Women's Health Clinics. Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass and Sarah Goff will be back in just a few minutes here on The Mom Show. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071, also streaming at MyTalk1071.com. In with us today, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass and Sarah Goff from Health Foundation's Birth Centers and Women's Health Clinics. And we're talking about breastfeeding through the holidays because yeah. the holidays throw everything off, basically. You know, as joyous as they are for many people, it's also <laughs> a very stressful time for a lot of us out there. I'll tell you, before the show this morning, we had a little family powwow with a calendar mm-hmm. for December. Yes. And it's crazy. Yeah. I think as the kids get older, too, it was crazy when they were little in a different way. And now my kids are a little older, so they're involved in so many activities. And like Isla's in Nutcracker this year, so we have rehearsals and performances and all these things. And it was like, wow, hold on. Right. (laughs) Where do we have family time? Because family time ends up getting redefined over and over and over again with each of these seasons, it seems like. I want to hire a driver. (laughs) I agree, especially this time of the year. The minute it even, we had that hint of snow, and I'm like, I do not want to be in charge of any vehicles during the snow. So we encourage you to be part of the Mom Show. The number is 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071, because you are not alone. If you have a question, I'm sure there is somebody else listening right now that was thinking the same thing and would appreciate you asking that question. Yeah, and I think we're talking about, you know, breastfeeding through the holidays today but we also have a milk hour that happens on thursdays at 2 30 and sarah runs that and it's open to the public and it's really a great opportunity for you to come ask questions be around other um moms and women moms just to ask you know breastfeeding and right. practicing and in the winter it's really nice just to be around another community as well so Fair enough no then i invite pregnant women to come as well oh, come great. when you're pregnant and be around other breastfeeding families and You know, uh, like I said, learning is best eye to eye. Yeah. And we talk about that in general, about building that community and finding other people that you could go, oh, okay, I... I didn't know I was the only one that didn't get this, you know, and like trying to figure out a way to take the isolation out of so much of this, especially as a mom where you go, okay, I spend so much time being the leader of this family that maybe you need to take a little bit more time for yourself. And it's good to be able to have another community of like minded people that are going through similar challenges, possibly, or hearing what other people are dealing with. So you don't feel alone. Absolutely. So I think one of the things, you know, as we get into the holiday season is really um, one one question that we tend to hear about is women tend to feel like their milk supply drops. And right. so we're so busy, you know, there's there's so many extra things going on, like you were talking about all the stuff that's going on with your kids and um even without having older kids, there's just, there's so many events to be at. There's work events and family events and traveling and all of these kinds of things. And, um, you know, if you have a happy baby that's like sleeping in a car seat or uh, just, you know, it isn't telling you, screaming, hey, right. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, we can have stretches of time that go pa- that go by and uh, breastfeeding is on dem- or is supply and demand. So right. if baby isn't nursing, it's baby's not telling your body that you need to make more milk. And so slowly, it's just slow. It mm-hmm. you know the first week you're super busy this week, and maybe baby's nursed you know one less time a day, and then next week you're busy again, and there was an event, and you were gone for a longer period of time, and so baby nursed a little less, and it just kind of can can cause a situation where at the end of three weeks, baby's now going. 
what is going on here? Where's right. my milk? And and so then we're working back up. And it's not as if it's we can't go the other direction. We can always make more milk. Mm-hmm. So, it, but just being conscious of it, so you don't get it three weeks in, and you're right at that peak of the holiday season, and you've got a really unhappy baby, and you know you're working with your body and having to really regulate the schedule again. So. And reminding yourself that your body is not a, a milk jug. It's not like regardless of how much you pour it, there's going to be a certain amount of milk, and it's like your body's going, "Oh no, no, we made a change, so I made a change." Right? Because right, got it. It's a, it's regulated by demand. Mm-hmm. Right. So if if we're nursing, so what I hear you say, if you're nursing less, mm-hmm. then your body's actually making less. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that's why it can change. If you end up nursing less, if you get baby to breast more, then then your milk supply will increase. Right. And and you know the the other side of it is just the the plain old parenting side of if you're nursing less during the day. Um, or you're nursing less during the weekend because you're super busy on the weekends, then you might find a baby that wants to cluster feed and is super fussy and wants to be at the breast a lot. What do you mean by cluster feed? Rather than spacing out feedings and, um, you know, taking a really good feeding and being full and then waiting, you know, their regular time, an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, three and a half hours or something between, depending on how old your baby is, um, they'll want to be at the breast and nursing yeah, every 20 minutes, every 45 minutes, Okay, you know, for hours at a time. And it can be really exhausting if you have other things to do. Um, and, you know, I like it in a little bit because I like that it kind of reminds me um, the more babies I had and the more experiences I had with this to kind of sit down and relax. Okay, this is a signal. Okay. Need to really get back to just calming down and, and being with baby. But, uh, yeah. That, are there you know, other, Sarah, are there other sign posts like that that you can tell if baby starts behaving X, Y, or Z, maybe the stressors in your life as a breastfeeding mom are starting to affect baby as well? You might notice some changes in sleep patterns. Okay. Yeah. That's the, one of the biggest things. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do, like, how so? Um, you know, if, if, if there's been a disruption in normal rhythm of the day, um, babies can remind us because during the night they'll be awake more. Okay. Oh, that's kind of like, hey, like, let's hang out. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. sometimes when moms go back to work, mm-hmm. all of a sudden babies aren't necessarily um, eating or feeding throughout the day as much. And then they see mom again and it's like nurse, 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 nurse yeah. all night. We're like hanging out. It's a nursing. party. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not just about the milk. Mm-hmm. It's about being close to mom and having right. that connection back again. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I nice. like that. It's part of the discussion is just realizing that, you know, it, I think that maybe moms, we know that we're important, but you feel like you are just at service to your child. But knowing that it is also, you know, that whole subject matter about, you know, when you hear about putting your own oxygen mask on before you can put it on your kids, like you are spending so much time just keeping them up and running. They're going, wait, if you're stressed out, it actually can affect your ecosystem to the point that it affects your child's ecosystem. So it's worth it to sit there and go, no, I do need to make sure I'm taking care of myself as well. Absolutely. And I think, too, you know, we always talk about this is sounds so simple, but we always talk about things like snacks for kids and making sure we have everything packed for kids when we go. It's almost like having to make sure everything's packed for moms and parents, too. Right. So water and snacks and because all of those things help us keep moving forward as well during the day and the holidays.
That really helps with the uh, all of the extra activities and parties and things that we might be going to as well. So finding ways for you to feel comfortable with baby at those events and um, and what is what is your comfort level? What helps you feel more comfortable having, especially a little baby there um, that can help you to continue your breastfeeding relationship, um, whether it's learning to nurse in public, um, you know, having extra extra water, extra snacks, bringing something that's comfortable to you. Um, be it a pillow or a, you know, whatever it is, what is, what is it that helps you feel more comfortable? It helps you have more milk as well. I agree. Cause you know, I used to travel around. So, um, I was still on call and delivering babies when my kids were pretty little. And so in the beginning, it was a big learning curve when I had Liam, he was my first, right. as far as what would actually work in this whole pumping idea and schedule and being home and, Yada, yada, yada. Right. <laughs> but in the end, and then especially um, as you, I got in my rhythm, and then when my second rolled around, you know, I did. I had everything kind of a little kit in my car. So it was my pump, and there was a hands-free nursing bra that I didn't go really anywhere without because I, I liked to pump in the car when I was right. traveling back and forth. I thought that was really efficient. Mm-hmm. And I could do that with a pump and be on my way down the road if I had a half an hour or 45-minute drive. It was really simple. Snacks. You know, there was a pillow that I really liked that just made everything a little bit easier. And so I would make sure that that was in the car. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's really finding your comfort zone and the tools that work for you. I was a pack mule in the beginning. I brought all the things. <laughs> and, you know, I really learned uh, what was really efficient. I like to travel light now. Yes. And yeah. um, so you'll figure it out. But really, you know, taking the time to figure that out and mm-hmm. say, this is what makes me feel more comfortable in my body and in helping. In well, we are, my pro- baby. we are providing some tips and tricks to help you through breastfeeding through the holidays. Breastfeeding through the holidays, courtesy of our friends, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass and Sarah Goff from Health Foundation's Birth Centers and Women's Health Clinics will be right back here on the mom show welcome back to the mom show here on my talk 107 and streaming at mytalk107.com we always encourage you to go to our website if we cover any of this subject matter a little quickly and you're like i'm not sure if i caught it don't uh don't worry all of the episodes of the mom show are available at mytalk1071.com you can just go and use the keyword mom show look back through previous episodes share them with your friends family and loved one and this is probably a really good one for that one because maybe you're listening right now and you're like this is something that's great for my sister she is so stressed out right now we're moving into holiday season and she's got a baby that needs to eat and she's in breastfeeding mode but things are not going as easily as she would like so this is a great episode to listen back to oh yeah or just even planning ahead um now that we're kind of heading thick into the holiday season um to kind of have a preview of that busyness and what that might look like breastfeeding right yeah so thank you very much our friends from health foundations birth centers and women's health clinics dr amy johnson grass and sarah goff and sarah we were talking a lot about your role as a lactation consultant and how you really work with a lot of women even one-to-one sometimes to go here's some of the tips and strategies that'll make their life easier as they're moving through this process right we work we work one-on-one and we we work through the uh mom's hour or the milk hour Mm -hmm. on thursday afternoons but um it's my favorite thing to do to come in and spend time with families and really figure out what's going to work best for them well i think one of the things that i uh hear often in my uh, friend groups is we talk about okay during the holidays can i drink how much can i drink 
And then I also just want to talk about food in general. Like if that's a myth that if I eat too many chili peppers is going to affect my milk. I'm yes. curious. Okay. Yep. Is that? Yes. Well, so, I don't, I don't, I'm just saying yes. Is that, that's a good that's question. A good okay. Question. That's what I care. So Sarah, are you the proper person to ask those questions of? I guess so. Okay, good. All right. Because <laughs> I was waiting because I'm no, I am not the right person to ask, but we talk about it a lot. So let's start with the easier part of it. When we're talking about myths um, as a breastfeeding mom, if I eat a certain food, how much of that gets transported into my system and how much am I affecting baby? I know that sometimes it's very clear because like, for instance, I know a lot of medications will have that on the warning, but what about Things out in the wild are, you know, you know <laughs> in, kind the of the, in the grocery store where I'm going, well, now I've tainted everything with cilantro. I just am kind of curious how much am I affecting people? So. Everything in moderation. If you're Fair taking enough. things in medicinal, it, medicinal amounts, that's more of a concern. Fair if enough. it messes your body up. You may see a reaction in baby, okay. but as a general rule, there's not there's not something that I'm going through the store and putting red stickers on like don't, don't eat, this. eat this if you're breastfeeding. <laughs> you're not sitting there. I can't like plan ahead and go. I really want my baby to like curry, so I'm gonna start eating. <laughs> start when you're pregnant. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, good to know. All right, so that's an easier one. But when we get back to the uh, concept of alcohol, especially around the holidays, you're like, can I have one? Can I have two? Can I have none? How much is it affecting you know me as a uh, breastfeeding mom so the amount of alcohol that gets into breast milk is about the same as what is your your blood alcohol level fair enough okay so that's a pretty small percent um at the same time keeping in mind that newborns have um an, an immature liver right and so they have less ability to process um most people aren't going out and getting most moms of small babies aren't going out and getting inebriated to the point right. where my more more of my concern there is are you able to um care for your baby right. in a way that's safe uh the other thing to remember about how much alcohol in, that is in milk is that it doesn't get stuck in the milk so if you have a couple of drinks um and you're even feeling tipsy and um that that alcohol doesn't stick in the milk. You don't have to pump that milk out and get rid of it. Okay. As soon as the the um, alcohol is moving through and out of your system and out of your blood, then it's no longer in your milk either. So, so if we were in a scenario where uh, uh, a mom and dad is their 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 holiday away and grandparents are watching the baby and you pre pumped so that the baby had appropriate food over there while you were out imbibing during your grown up time, she doesn't have to worry about discarding all of that milk during that like time the pump period. and dump the everybody pump and asked dump. the right. question about yes. the pump and dump right. Right. i have a i had a glass of wine do i need to pump and dump right if you have a glass of wine you don't need to pump and dump. okay fair enough if you have a couple of glasses of wine and you're feeling super full or you're you're you've had a, several glasses of wine and you're feeling inebriated and you're also feeling full sure go ahead and pump that milk I'd probably discard that okay but a, a glass of wine a cocktail not no. a problem okay fair enough yeah, because I think that, I mean, that's right. That's what you hear everybody say. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, how much is too much? And then I'm going to ask the question because I see these st sticks or like these indicator strips that you can buy where you, it's almost like a litmus test, yes. right? Mm -hmm. You put it in and it tells you basically a yes or no, right? I guess I don't know a lot about them. I just have heard about them. Right, yeah. <laughs> 
So kind of I have what a hard happens. time with the idea of having to buy more stuff. <laughs> okay, right? I agree. You know, especially for breastfeeding. You know, if you're feeling okay and you're feeling, um, you know, like you would be safe to drive. Um, I think we all as adults need to figure out have have we had one glass of wine? Has it been a couple hours? Can we can we safely drive? You can safely breastfeed your baby and buying some sticks to put in your purse. I, I feel like maybe we need to more talk about what's going on in your life with your alcohol consumption <laughs> right. versus Don't whether I, or not it's safe to be breastfeeding. You should just be in general. We'll just say moderation is always yeah. the oh. advice that we give people, you know, like because one of our other clients is actually Sheridan and Dula. So we talk about how easy it is to get a DUI. So if <laughs> Like, so we just encourage you to not be making those kind of right. life choices. And that's why, you know, I think it makes sense if we can set up a safe scenario where you're partying, you're probably right. Where it's like, OK, you can just acknowledge we made this like uh, an over exuberant adult time because we were hanging out. We got a hotel room and we're partying. So maybe you would do this particular time, like you said, Sarah. And as you mentioned, Dr. Amy, maybe that might be if you did a half a bottle of wine and you haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> that might don't be save that. Up. Yeah, don't save that for baby. You don't have to. <laughs> You don't have to save that for baby. You'll probably be okay when you pick them up the next day at grandma or grandparents' house. Also, understanding your baby's not going to. It's not like the the wine's going in your mouth and right out your breast. And if you needed to breastfeed at that time because your baby's with you, your baby's not going to get drunk. Okay. Um, it's a very small percentage, but we don't want newborns to have to process that extra alcohol. I mean, and we're talking what um point zero eight percent of blood alcohol level is legally intoxicated so 0.08 percent of what's in your is is the amount of alcohol that's in your milk if you are legally intoxicated so one glass of wine is like this tiny little minuscule you know right it's like a little piece in the ocean It's like, it's, always, a, it's like a tiny little all of the zip. And I'm glad we're having the discussion because the core part of this is trying to figure out a way to help you mom appropriately, but don't pre-mom guilt yourself. Because right. that's what I think that we do is that we're already thinking about every decision I make now is going to ruin my child. So being able to back it up with science and and, and real stories about this is not going to this is not the thing that ruined your child. This one time that you did this. Enjoy your party, you know, kind of thing. Right. Figure out a safe overall decision for your life and your yep. family, but don't feel so don't guilty. That, it. Right. Once you're out and you're trying to sit there and have a little bit of you time and you've already set up as much as you can to make sure that your family is taken care of, don't overthink it to the point that now you're beating yourself up preemptively right because right? Right. we do that so much and i think a lot of what we're talking about too with uh the t- subject matter of breastfeeding through the holidays is figuring out ways to help people de-stress so that they aren't then throwing themselves and their baby off the cycle right yeah. okay so that finding that time finding that space knowing kind of these ants that's why we brought some of these things up kind of knowing the answers to the questions mm-hmm. right instead of kind of trying to guess or my gosh, I think I always think, you know, I remember the time that I was pumping and I had um, a bottle of milk or breast milk in the car and it spilled. Oh. And you see all those memes about um, spilling breast milk and yes. it's like liquid gold. <laughs> I remember sitting in the car just crying, yes. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh right. my gosh, I worked so hard to so get hard. <laughs> And, and now then it's gone. Right. So I, I, you know, some of these questions that we come up and even like this question about the alcohol and breastfeeding, you know, it's nice to know because 
just think if you decided to have a glass of wine, then pump and throw all of that milk away needlessly when you right. maybe didn't really need to. Right. I think is really helpful to know as well. Right. Yeah. Well, there are just so many like little bumps along the road that being able to ask these questions and debunk these myths. Yeah. I feel is very helpful for you guys to provide this information. Absolutely. And so just another little bit of a reminder, um, if you're just joining us, we do have a Mama's Milk Hour on Thursdays in the afternoons. It's open to the public. So um, everybody is welcome to come and um, practice breastfeeding in public, ask some questions, be around other um, moms, you know, find that community. Um, we also have parent groups in the afternoon on Thursdays that are also open to the public. And I know we've been talking lots about pumping today. And so we do have a pump talk class that happens once a month and it's nice just to be able to have a little bit more structure around the idea of pumping and ask questions and you know Sarah really talks about what works and what maybe doesn't or finding your rhythm um, because if you you know going back to work is another one of those stressful times right right and so um, understanding and having that information can be really helpful and you can always get information on all of those classes the uh, milk hour and the pump talk classes if you go to the website health-foundations.com we'll make sure we mention that again before we close up our final segment and we'll be right Right back here on The Mom Show with our friends Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass and Sarah Goff from Health Foundation's Birth Centers and Women's Health Clinic. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming at MyTalk1071.com. In studio today, our friends from Health Foundation's Birth Centers and Women's Health Clinics, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass and Sarah Goff, talking about breastfeeding through the holiday. And this is the part of the show where things get fun again. Um, because... <laughs> So much of what we encourage people about uh, the holidays is we know it is not always the most, uh, it is probably a very stressful time for a lot of people. We admit that. So we have some fun things that we can also talk about so that you can enjoy these things and you're not going into it going, wait, baby and I are going to be a burden every place we go. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think mm -hmm. it's fun. Let's We're going to kind of wrap up and talk about some of our fun things to think about favorite items to have right. maybe on hand or think about. And so... You want to kick us off, Sarah, with maybe what to wear and some slings? Babies are the best accessory. Right. <laughs> you don't need heels or sequins. You just need a baby. Cute babies keep them close. They breastfeed better. They sleep better. They are happier. Um, I am a ring sling mom. So now, which one I is love... that sling? Which so, one is that one? Ring slings have uh, a set of rings up on up near the shoulder, and it's a long piece of fabric that's attached to that. And they, there's a little bit more of a learning curve there, but if you ever want to learn how to breastfeed in a ring sling or come and talk about ring slings, we have a lot of baby wearing groups in the area, but I also talk a lot about it in, in Milk Hour and I on think Thursdays. It's, Sarah, I think it's good that people can come and practice that with you and with other moms that do it, because when I see people doing it, it does look like... A boy scout trying to it's a boy scout trying to do the right knot because it is. I'm like, if I do this wrong now, the baby's gonna fling off into the street, you know, kind of thing. So it is nice to go. No, there are support systems for you to learn how to do oh, this appropriately because sure. it is yeah. cool looking. It looks very cool. Well, and you can get some that aren't like you know. My first thing was pink flowers, and my husband wasn't as into that. Okay, but uh, <laughs> we've moved along throughout the years, and um, even if you have special events, there is is baby wearing that can coordinate. There are some really great slings. <laughs> Things and mm -hmm. um, you can be fashionable and bring baby with and keep baby close. 
And one of the things that we mentioned during the break is sometimes when you are working on keeping baby close, that does get in the way of mom's snack time. So we were talking about that's a great way. If you have a sling, you can just like cocoon them just appropriately so you don't have to worry about dropping food on them as you were imbibing your snacks. (laughs) A little hand over the ear, a little, you know, the tail of the sling right over their face. And then there's no crumbs. You don't have to worry about getting any gingerbread on them. It'll be fine. It's like a mom bib. Yes. I was going to say that's exactly exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm notorious in my house for wearing my food. And so slings, I think, would, you know, hide that a little bit more. Right. Exactly. So we like that. So there's other things that I had seen. Um, some families that I know when you're going to a, we'll say, acoustically challenged um, event. I saw some like little baby like headphone earplug things that you could put on, you know, kind of thing to make sure that you're not overwhelming them with all of the sensory and the loud and the music. Yeah, they work, mm-hmm. I think, really great. Mm-hmm. I think it just helps protect hearing, but also that's a lot of stimulus, right? Yeah. Um, that it's great to bring babies with us, but with all those loud noises or um, who knows what, right? that I think that's never a bad idea. Yeah, right. I feel like we see them more and more probably the last year or two. Mm-hmm. I feel like I see them a lot more than maybe I used to earlier on. Right. And then there's just some things that, you know, Sarah, you were talking about that just women and moms in general can just wear that would make it easier. Like we talked about particular nursing bras and other things that are out there. So what are some of your suggestions for that? I like a great dress. I like to wear a dress. Mm -hmm. I like to dress up, but dresses are not usually breastfeeding friendly because you're not going to lift up from the hem correct <laughs> so finding so finding ones that i either have um special uh you know seaming in the side some of them have zippers some of them pull to the side um finding your level of comfort with how much you are cool with exposing um but also being able to get to your bra get to your breasts get baby to the the breast easily so maybe that wrap dress variety oh, of things because yeah. you can right. move that to the side and those are usually very flattering as well mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. and i think too you know I don't know. I'm th- I'm going off of what, you know, I had to choose from what almost 12, 13 years ago when right. I had Liam for the first time around. But these days there are so many more stylish right. bras or bra and underwear sets or things that you can wear that still feel feminine versus some of the things that we had to choose from were made me feel a little bit like a granny oh right and i was just gonna say now they have like i call them like they're very stylish granny panties because they're higher like they're higher waisted but they're cute you don't kind of think they're cute now or i'm like somebody remembered that i'm like you know what i i appreciate the fact that i have had my child but i do not need low-waisted like like those the down on your hips type things i'm like no it needs to come up to my my stretch marks like just (laughs) help a lady out so that i'm like because then i don't feel muffin toppy because i have the right kind of coverage without feeling like yeah and but they, can be cute. they don't have to look like diapers no. you know, kind of thing they'd so. be super cute and mm-hmm. everything has a little lacy or prints or you know silk or even cotton too but they just right. have there's just so many more options right so and we I just think, encourage you to look mm-hmm. yeah and i know i mean there's lots of maternity stores and if you google there's lots of different different nursing options like nursing wear these days that's very stylish um but even you know, our friends over at Nordstrom's, right? They right. have all that bra fitting. They also have bras um, to choose from. But, you know, knowing kind of, and that's a good thing to Google, right? Right. Where to find all of these things. And that's <laughs> yes. that's something that you're generally able to find in the right. cities. Mm-hmm. And even if you're one of those, I like to do all my shopping online. You can always look up something like that at Amazon. There's lots of those varieties. So oh, I don't yeah. want you to feel like, oh, you can't find it. Oh, yeah. Um, come and hang out at, come and hang out at group. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll teach you all the tricks to make it work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last thing I want to just kind of touch on that I think are kind of fun. Are, what you meant, I don't even remember the name, but you called them breast implants. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we were joking. Um, there's the, there's this, they're called Freemie Collection Cups. And so rather than having the traditional um, flange, which looks kind of like a horn with bottles hanging down for your breast pump, you can use these. They look like they look like second breasts, almost <laughs> like a hard bowl shape. But they—I shouldn't say they're hard. The inside is silicone and very soft, and it's—you um, just put them underneath your bra, nice stretchy bra. You can put a scarf on, or uh, you know, sometimes depending on what shirt you have on, you can just fit that right over the top, and you can pump. Um, oh. And not have to—they're like incognito pumps. Yeah, yeah. Nice. They hold. They hold the flange is is all um, together with where the receptacle for the milk is. So, so they're stealth. Yeah. They're kind of like stealth. Well, well if you wanted to look like. Barbie, so they're not. Okay. Yeah. So we're not saying. Okay. So we won't call them. I, they're like I do. I I I have been known to go get different padding for your bra. So these are like would make you look like you had aggressively padded. Maybe right. like yes. gone up like two cup sizes maybe in yeah. padding. But yeah. it's still better than having an entire pump <laughs> right. hanging from the right in front of your chest. Right. So how many ounces does that hold? Do you know? Mm, do you think it's like a I, couple ounces? No. I. You know. I. I hazard to say that it's eight actually oh on each gosh. side, wow. but it to me it looks maybe closer. I would be more comfortable with like four to six. Sure, okay. I was just curious. Um, still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have don't have that's... venting in the top. They look kind of like brush shells. They don't have go. venting in top, so they won't. They don't. The milk won't start to you know leak out. The guys are out the yeah. top. That's cool. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Which makes me think it's always good, regardless of where you're at, to to either bring like a sweater or a sweatshirt that you can throw over yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because inevitably you leak, baby throws up on you, there's baby poop, something. Yes. And I remember early on learning, it's always better to have something have with, you with you that you can throw over and <laughs> it kind of hides scarves. everything. Infinity scarves work well too. Good they're idea. They're looking. Well, let's remind everybody where they can find all the information about these events and more. So you can always, so if you're, ha- if you're struggling with breastfeeding, whether you have a brand new baby or a little older baby, you can always come and schedule an appointment with Sarah. She's our lactation consultant. It's a one-on-one appointment for both you and baby. And it's really to troubleshoot what's going on and help make a plan to help you be successful. So um, Sarah asks lots of questions. She does lots of history. And then um, she really helps you get on the right track to success or to help you reach the goals that you have. Mm-hmm. And so come and visit us and you can learn more at healthfoundations.com or give us a call at 651-895-2520. And you can always hear this episode and previous episodes on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword mom show. Thank you, ladies. Thanks. Bye-bye.